Welcome to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. Your home for all things Bolton Wanderers up the trotters, the Northwest's number one podcast. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the preview brought to you by us here at the Fanzone Pod. We are looking forward to this one. It's been a little while uh, since we were we were we we're on the preview. So uh, for those of you who are joining us, welcome back. Uh, delighted to have you all with us. Of course, joined by myself and Chris. Uh, for those of you who are new around here, welcome to the preview. It's our show where we look at our upcoming fixture, joined by a podcast from another team, obviously the people that we're playing, and uh, dissect what to expect, what's coming up, and uh, what might go wrong. Hopefully, in our case, that won't be the Saturday. Uh, but we're joined by Al Yates from QOT Pod. Uh, obviously, if you want to find out more about them, we'll send their links uh, for you to, to take a nosy. But yeah, thanks, Al, for joining us. How are you doing? Uh, uh, absolute pleasure. It's Quad Pod, Question of Trust, and it's linked to Fans Own Football Clubs, which we are, and also Exeter City. So we do interviews related to Exeter, but also about fans clubs, like, for example, FC United and Manchester up your way. So a little, ah. little, little shout out for them um, while, while we're talking to you. So Where does the link come from, Al? We, we, myself and Ben were, were, were talking about it before you came on, uh, just before we went live. Where's, what's, where's the name Question of Trust come from? Um, it was, it was uh, a play on Question of Sport. Right. Very simply. Uh, and that and that's where it came from. So, I mean, we've been going just under uh, a year. We started Christmas Eve, just for Christmas Eve last year, and uh, we are going to do our fortieth episode shortly. So, it's been busy. Yeah, I bet. No, it's similar similar to ourselves, Ben, isn't it? Yeah, very. Things are uh, flying. There. <laughs> Turbulent, I think, is is probably a good word to describe it. There's uh, there's lots lots coming, lots to come. Uh, but without further ado, we'll get stuck into this evening's the preview show. So, Al, thanks once again for joining us. Looking forward to getting stuck in. Bolton versus Exeter, it's uh, lining up to be what Bolton fans, I think, are expecting to be a, a pretty good game. Obviously, the if you look at the form table, Bolton sit flying high with five wins in five league games. Exeter, on the other hand, I think, picking up one point in their last five with only one draw and four defeats. It's, um, but you know, opposite ends of the form table. But, you see, we're... Uh, I think Chris, you, you you summed it up pretty perfectly before on uh, on Twitter. You, you mentioned the C in BWFC stands for charity, which we've got a pretty good track record of uh, yeah. giving yeah, up three points in games. To, uh, give give teams a leg up when we're in like peak form for some bizarre reason, and that and I'm not saying that over recent years. I think going back to when I very first started watching the club in the mid '80s, it seems to be a bit of a consistent trait with Bolton, but. Um, well, I don't know. Well, we seem to be putting a, a few jinxes and hoodoos to bed this season. So hopefully, this is another one. Well, it's um, definitely we're definitely in the need for charity. We've got our tin hats on. Uh, I, I just want to point out that we won our last game, uh, but 
that that doesn't really count. That was uh, in front of 700 fans at Swindon on Tuesday night, and I want to say I was there. Uh, place, uh, and we won 1-0, scored in about the fifth minute, uh, and I'm not going to get too excited about that. So, um, oh, Wasn't it an own goal? Um, uh, uh, Yannick Wild, uh, sure, uh, former Wigan player. And Bolton. Uh, uh, and Bolton, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He, he apparently scored the goal. Um, oh. uh, I'm not going to make any comment on that, although... Like it was scored in about the fourth minute, and I arrived just on the the whistle going off, and I was actually um, I had to go in the home end to just to get in, so I didn't miss part of the match. Uh, it wasn't a problem. I moved to the away end eventually, um, but yes, it was a, a goal mouse scramble. I think it's fair to say. <laughs> I just remember seeing it on Sky Sports earlier this week and kept my eye out. So. I didn't realise he was so, there. Yeah. It's one of those. It's opposite ends of the form table. So let's have a look at how both teams have got to where they are and we'll take a look at both teams' seasons so far. So, Al, give us a bit of an insight into Exeter's season so far. Obviously, the start of the uh, the start of the season, you uh, you were looking to be in an okay patch. You were relatively high up up the table. You were looking like you were going to go and, and build on a, a an okay season. What's, Sorry, uh, can just, what's happened? Can I just clarify that we were top of the league. Oh, so weren't you? Yeah. We weren't just top high at the, the table. We were <laughs> top of the league for a period. Oh, yeah, of yeah, you can't get any higher than that. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, we started really well. Uh, and actually, if you go back to um, uh, uh, October last year, we had a change of manager of Matt Taylor going to Rotherham and uh, Gary Caldwell came in. And we did reasonably well last year as, in effect, um, uh, uh, one of our uh, first up in League One for a little while. Um, but we lost six games straight pretty much near the end of the season and we really struggled partly due to size of squad etc um which is always our achilles heel um and that's been the story of our season this year we we went and started really well um we're full houses everything going well then we picked up lots of injuries uh and so much so that uh um, you know, strikers that we had on loan, for example, um, uh, Dion uh, Rankin that's in from yeah. Chelsea, pulled a hamstring. Yeah. Uh, the list has been brutal. One of our new Finnish players, he um, he did his ankle. We've had a midfielder do their ankle. And we've just lost our way um, in the last, well, 10 games, going to be honest. It's mm. not been not been pretty. Uh, as someone that's been to, uh, I would say, eight of those ten. Not good. Yeah. Uh, I think we, we went through a similar patch ourselves in terms of injuries taking a really massive toll on the squad. Uh, Chris, obviously Bolton have, have found their form again with five wins in their last five. What do you put that down to? Do you think that a large part of that is those bodies coming back? Obviously, we've seen some players really, really turn around performances, the likes of, of Rando Williams that perhaps weren't anticipated to get off to such a good start. What do you, uh, obviously a former Exeter man as well, um, 
what do you make of our season so far? What do you think has been the uh, the changing factor that's that's kicked us on? Um, I think obviously, like you say, we had a very much like yourself, Al, we had a, a really rough time with injuries. We had eight first team players on the treatment table. Um, the international breaks have definitely done us a favour, even though it does God blimey, the weekends without football, it's just horrible, isn't it? But I suppose it's a, it's been a necessary evil, and I think that's really helped us. Um, I think it, it is testament to, allegedly, what has been a recent poor transfer window, or a couple of recent poor transfer windows. Probably haven't been that bad after all, as players have started to kick on and grasp the Everett philosophy and the way that we play and, and what have you. But definitely the return. You know, for me, I think I think a big part of it has definitely been Dempsey. It our, our midfield, sorry, excuse the dog. The midfield has really sort of come into its own. Dempsey was playing just to give you some context, context Al. Um, one of our key mid midfielders, Carl Dempsey, was injured. Um, he was suffering with a fractured vertebrae and playing on. Um, and wow. it just didn't seem, midfield just didn't seem to be clicking. Um, we rested him. We bedded new players in and, and a new midfield structure. And that's definitely helped us. Um, and young lad George Thomason has really, really come, in, come into his own. Um, Josh Sheehan getting a getting a place back in the well the welsh team after an acl uh in couple last couple of years so i think that's really really helped um and the team just seemed to be i don't know there's a real unity amongst the team like i'm not seeing for, for a good while um some of the away wins that we've had at wickham at shrewsbury you know you know we're, we're only we're nowhere near through the season yet. And, you know, they were celebrating them like, you know, like cup final wins. So they've shown a real togetherness. But, yeah, definitely the, the turnaround of injuries um, has helped massively. Absolutely. That, uh, that, that sense of unity and, and togetherness that we see in the squad has been talked about and discussed by a number of players mm. with a lot saying that it's you know it's one of the best groups that they've been involved with throughout their careers which is is testament i'm sure to to the lads themselves but obviously the work that, that ian Everett and his team are doing mm. as well uh al over to you what's uh what do you think's been the main missing ingredient for exeter this uh this season um uh, well a couple of things by the way international breaks as an aside it's yeah. the first time we've experienced that uh, having international breaks because we've got internationals uh, for a long time. So I, I, I love it how you said that. Um, <laughs> in, the, last year and the year before, right? We we're really proud of our academy. You know, Ollie Watkins playing for England. You've got Jay Stansfield that came out oh, of our oh, academy. He's now yeah, breaking yeah. through via Birmingham and on loan from Fulham, and he's he's getting in there. And Ethan Ampadu at Leeds. You know. We had at some points eight to nine players that were out of our academy in the team. Uh, I think one of the challenges this year is um, the whole team's been ripped ripped apart, um, being brutal. Um, mm -hmm. There's only I can only think of 
three lads that are from the academy structure that have come through and bearing in mind the teams before had played uh 21s 22s 23s sort of tight pathway all the way through um and we've had a lot of players come in um uh some have been really good like dimitri mitchell who's mm. out of the season with an acl now uh which is probably uh could be season defining for us um yes. But, um, yeah, because he's a, a very live wide. Uh, he scores a lot of goals. Um, like Has he scored Willis. three, assisted three? Um, oh, I don't know the stats on the top of my head. Yeah. So I didn't realise he was out for the season, Al. Yeah, no, we lost him to ACL. Um, trying to think what it was. in the mid uh, Was it the Middlesbrough game? Um, oh, in the top, right, yeah. Because we had a, quite a good cup run, um, which I think... Um, Glossed over where we were because we we obviously turned over Luton um, uh, in, in the in the round before. But um, I think we're a little bit disjointed. I don't think to your point about the unity. Uh, I think there's unity, but I don't think it's gelling uh, at the moment. I think that's the the problem for us, which you will see on Saturday, I'm sure. Yeah, we've uh, we've got a lot of uh, of Wanderers fans in the in the comments section asking about uh, a former Wanderers man. Uh, it became somewhat of a a cult hero after filling in for Ricardo Santos after he uh, had to dip out for an injury, and that is a, a Mr. Will Ameson. Obviously, there was not long ago a a questionable red card decision given against him. I think. Uh, how's he getting on at Exeter though? Um. Uh... I think the jury's still out. Uh, I think uh, uh, I'm going to say it doesn't help that he used to play for Plymouth uh, for some. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, uh, and and uh, we had a captain, uh, and the manager took the captaincy off that guy, um, Pierre Sweeney, and passed it to Will. Uh, there have been times where Will's been really good. Uh, I'm going to say that he's got a new moustache, by the way, at the moment. He, he looks very, um, is remind... it, is it a, a November thing? Is it? Oh. No, no, I don't think so. He reminds me of Sam Allardyce in a Panini sticker album playing for Bolton years ago. <laughs> on that old, um, sorry, wow. only, only a few will understand that. Um, but, um, it's it's tough to gauge Will at the moment, uh, because he's obviously having to captain a. Uh, a struggling side, shall we say. So, um, let's see where the season takes us. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of you asking in the chat about him. Just in terms of, of injury news, obviously, we, we, we've touched on it slightly. Uh, I think we've got some some updates with, with bodies coming back. So, let's uh, let's dive into some, uh, some injury oh, updates no. for both teams, shall we? Pitch. That slide designed by your favourite fan zone graphic designer. Um, Chris, I think you mentioned it before. Body's coming back for Bolton. I think is is everyone back in the back in the mix? Uh, yeah, I think obviously John O'Hare for the season, as we know, the last two. I, I don't know what's happening with Zach Ashworth. He's a he's become somewhat an enigma. He never gets mentioned in in, in 
any press conferences in terms of any update. So he is uncertain. Um, if anybody can help on that, that'd be great. Uh, speaking of injuries, Liam quite rightly pointed out, Ben, that um, Rico Santos's injury was pneumonia. Pneumonia. Yeah. yeah. Some wow. injury, as it were. Yeah. So that that's why he steps in, Al. That's why Ameson came in. Um, Rico Santos, our captain, was hospitalised with pneumonia. Um, wow. You've probably seen him. He's guy's yeah, an absolute he's... tank. He's like six yeah. foot five, yeah, built yeah. like a like a heavyweight boxer, um, and it it literally floored him. Um, wow. So Will came in and stepped into the fold um, and did an amazing job for us. I, I don't think anybody can doubt that. Um, but yeah, I think the last two sort of major injury issues. Obviously, we mentioned already Kyle Dempsey. Um, he's now back to back back in full training. Uh, Will Forrester, um, who has been phenomenal recently, standing in for Gare. Um, some player, some player, especially for his first season. Um, according to the gaffer, he stepped back in after a bit of a uh, bit of a tweak to his knee, and he stepped back in like he's not been away. Um, all the players have returned from international duty. So Dion, Owen Toll, both off the back of a great win against Denmark for Northern Ireland and Dion getting his first goal at Windsor Park. Buzzing around the place by all accounts. And Carlos Mendez Gomez, after his um, international debut for Guinea-Bissau, he's back and firing. So, yeah, the... The, I mean, God, blimey, to talk about contrast in terms of injury issues that we had to where we are now, it's phenomenal. It's, um, yeah, all good, absolutely. Josh Ian also coming back from international duty. I don't think he got any minutes, but he obviously, he's, he's back in the fold. Um, I'll over to you. Obviously, you mentioned Exeter are going through a bit of a, a rough patch in terms of, of, of injuries with a number of first team players out. Who, yeah. uh, who else is added to that list? I, I mean, this is probably a game too early um, in terms of we could do with playing you next week and playing as maybe an easier team, and I mean that quite sincerely. Um, right, Admiral Muskay, who was on loan from Luton, he, he got injured on international duty. Um, I don't think we're going to see him again. Uh, he, he started well on his... Uh, First game that he played away at Burton off the top of my head, then um, got injured a few games uh, after that and has been out for a while, then come back and now, now got injured. So I think he's going to go back off his lane. Um, Dion Rankin, I mentioned, is going to come back. He looks like um, sort of style of Raheem Sterling type character. Yeah, yeah. You'll see him on the pitch when you see him. Tom Carroll, uh, ex Spurs midfielder, you'll know of. Um, He's coming back from injury. I'm not sure whether he's going to be playing. Uh, we've got injuries to another midfielder, Reese Cole. He won't be um, back. He's got an ankle injury issue. We've got Amari uh, Nelson, if I get his name right. Um, always get it wrong. Uh, Finnish lad who um, has just come back and he's just played um, 60 minutes at uh, Swindon on Tuesday night. And uh, he had a dislocated shoulder. 
he and he did well in his first few games back in. Um, our defence is pretty um, uh, stable to a point. Um, we've really struggled in midfield, but the more important uh, challenge has been up front and goals. Uh, and that goes back to the early part of the season where um, some say that we are selling Numbe to um, Rotherham for a million pounds. His old boss uh, at the last minute didn't do us any favours. Uh, we had a young lad who came in called Sonny Cox. It was probably a little bit early for him. He's gone back out on loan and started scoring goals again, get his confidence up. Uh, up front, we've got James Scott, uh, who played for Hull City and Motherwell. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm guessing he's going to play. And I believe right, uh, there is a possibility you might see um, a striker called Czech Diabate. Uh, he is... Uh, that rings a bell. Uh, he is from our academy. Um he is, um, he looks like Romelu Lukaku, uh, sort of build type character. Uh, and uh, he uh, surprised us by playing up front in the trophy match at Swindon. And he is a centre back. So we could be playing uh, a centre back as a centre forward on Saturday. So, and it was one wow. of those things uh, that we put it out there uh, on the media. It's like, We've got a new centre forward. So, and the challenge is for us is the the window can't come quickly enough, uh, and we probably risk averse about bringing in free agents at the moment. So, so we will see. So James Scott better have a blinder, basically. No pressure. Absolutely. He's got three goals this season, hasn't he already? He, he's he's been pulsating. Yeah. Oh, I suppose we we, we might be sort of putting rubbing salt in the wounds i mean what what is it i looked at the stats before alan it was like i don't even want to say them you know what i mean it's like we're, we're on this sort of upward trajectory and then not won in the league since the 16th of september not scored more than once in the league since august and it was like bloody hell but you know it, it just all sets up for a you know, like I said in his press conference, there's no kind of, you know, divine right. You know, these games, weird league this season. I'm not sure if you if you found the same that it's been really, really I mean, we, we've had some bizarre results. I mean, the Wigan game is a given. We always get pumped at home by Wigan. But losing at home against Carlisle 3-1, no disrespect to Carlisle. Losing wow. away at Reading 2-1. Just you know, results that you can't predict, and it's um, as somebody's just said in the chat, Chris, don't jinx it. But <laughs> I, I don't think you can go into any game expecting definitively to win. Yeah, and and I'm I'm coming up, and uh, I live in Northamptonshire, so I'm coming up via uh, Milton Keynes on a train uh, with uh, three others, and uh, <laughs> let's just say we we're, we're coming for the ride this time. So uh, um, I, I, we've had, uh, we've actually done okay. We've not lost by lots of goals when we have lost. Yeah. Some of the games have been one nils, two nils. There haven't uh, yet. There hasn't been a team that's really smashed us. Now I know that people might mention uh, losing quite heavily to Reading in the 
the trophy but yeah. that doesn't really count in a way because uh we deliberately um play our academy players in that uh and um you know we had quite a lot of youngsters out that day and actually talking of one youngster there might be a I wouldn't be surprised if a 16 year old gets on the pitch uh called Jake Richards who's played he started playing when he was 15 for us um he's uh, he's just had his birthday um and he, he may play in midfield for a period of time so um wow and he's probably next off the um the conveyor belt shall we say Jeez. That's, what, that's what we have to do and uh, we know that i mean uh, yeah i i had a look at your uh, club turnover you turn over 13.8 million you 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 spend nine million pounds on wages alone uh we spend 3.9 million on wages so put it into context yeah uh, yeah and, and we we all know you you, you know you're you're probably um, in the nicest way underachieving, and it would be nice to see you go up for many reasons because I've got mm -hmm. a soft spot for Bolton. But actually, we're doing all right. We've got a three million pound yeah. training ground, but as long as we can stay up this year, it will still be a good season for us. Yeah, I think touching what you were saying earlier about your academy, that that Jesus, that those names that you you rattled off. I mean, yeah. we, we we've been notorious for really sort of certainly underachieving from an academy perspective the academy was disbanded during the the times of close you know close to administration and liquidation yeah. and what have you and yeah, yeah. financial difficulties we went through it's only what 18 months old now uh, yeah. and we're starting to see a few little positive signs coming through that but wow and he's you know when you're rattling off names like ollie watkins and and the like that's um a phenomenal production line isn't it yeah i mean all uh, it's no secret we made i don't know about i think it's five million so far out of uh ollie uh there's matt um grimes who's the captain of swansea yeah. uh, jordan story center back at preston i think he is now um and we've got a few other players knocking around uh so for example archie collins went to peterborough for mm. we, we always have to sell our players in the last window i think we sold uh i'll get this wrong i think it's about four and a half million pounds worth of players or uh, we got shall we say mm. but we, we can't reinvest it um sorry we can't risk the reinvestment in on the pitch um because we have to make sure the club survives because there aren't any um, directors like you've got uh, knocking around. No, it might be worth actually. I'll just because obviously we spoke about it before we came live on air, just to put a bit of perspective on it. And I guess that behind your head, if you just look down a little bit, kind of tells us, and that obviously tells a massive story about Exeter and the way that the club is run. So if you could just give a lot a bit of an overview in terms of um how it's how, how the club is operated and run. Okay. Uh very simply, uh we went out the football league. Uh Swansea were the other team that um on the same day won. We still won but got relegated. 
we ended up with about uh, just under £5 million worth of debt. Uh, the club was um, passed over to the fans um, about six, seven months later, I forget the time, um, by the uh, owner because he'd given the club to two directors to look after it. Uh, there was cr criminal activity. They got convicted of rare stuff. I'm not going to talk about that as well. Posted, but we still have £5 million worth of debt. So uh, the trust, which has now got 4,000 members, uh, so I am one of the owners, um, which is, you know, uh, we're all owners. Everybody in pretty much, there'll be a Bolton's probably an owner. Um, we had to beg, steal, borrow, try to... Uh, save ourselves and, and we and we didn't do it ourselves particularly we ended up getting a cup run with Manchester United we uh yeah. we drew up we drew up there made quite a bit of money out of that uh and then uh obviously since then we've got ourselves into um in uh, staying in the black we can't go uh, we can't make a loss I think this year we've made four hundred thousand pound profit and the in the last couple of years I've got my notes somewhere we've uh We've made 1.2 and 3.6 million pounds worth of profit over the last three years. So, um, but that's it. That's where the money comes from. So, and and one really useless fact: 90, uh, the, the, a player wearing 31 on his back is paid for by uh, 75 fans who pay his wages. Really? Directly. What's he so, called? You're number 31. Well, it's gone straight out of my head. That's oh, really no, funny. no, it's all right. <laughs> I've had a blank. Hold on. Uh, uh, Harper, I think it is. Uh, Vincent Harper, Harper actually. Yeah, so, Vincent Harper. Is that wow. Right? Yeah, you got Vincent it. Harper. Yeah, yeah. So, Sorry, I went blank for a second. Geez. So, so just run that by me again. So there's 75 supporters contribute and pay his wages. Monthly. Direct debit. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that, it, it's not all his wages, but it's the vast majority yeah, yeah. Of, of that, uh, and wow. that's where that's where we came from. And you know, uh, you know that, and that the, the saving grace was the academy uh, kept us going, and we've now, you know, we're a success story in terms of ourselves. Uh, yeah. You know, and we can handle getting a. 5-0 defeat or whatever happens on Saturday. But, you know, it is what it is um, because, you know, we'll always have a football club, you know. Yeah. So, uh, it, yeah. so, uh, so our, our victories are, um, you know, having a good cup run uh, and, and just being there sometimes, you know. Somebody's, somebody's put in the chat, do you, because of the way that you operate, which I guess is pretty, you know, is well, very unusual. Is is there any sort of wage capping structure or anything like that that you have to implement around that? Um, okay, so uh, the the trust have a board, right? Yeah. And I can't remember how many. There's nine of them on there. I should know that. Uh, and then there's a, a club board, right? Uh, and that's uh, there's uh, some historical directors for a reason I won't go into, yeah. uh, and then uh, the trust. So basically, we have to live within our means. So therefore, uh, when it comes to uh, the start of the season, you know the, the players' um, uh, slice is X, right? Yeah. We don't get to know what that is. 
Yeah. We don't we don't vote on it. We allow those people to run the club. Yeah. But um, what we we everybody puts their money in and it goes into the trust. Yeah. And the trust pays out an element of a grant in effect to the the club. And what that's done over the years is paid for the operating loss for a few years. Yeah. But now, but now we're getting into a situation where it's not just that way we can invest in stuff. So it's a bit bonkers. Just, just so you know, we've got the the chat feedback here from all, and, and I think, like I am, quite clearly educated on this, and all the fans are saying how, how brilliant that is at this level of football. It's um, as somebody said, David Green, EFL. Are you watching? Considering all the things that are going on at the moment with Reading, and yeah, uh, this gets yeah. bigger every day, doesn't it? And, and and the fair play stuff that's going on, it's really interesting to see where that's going. Yeah. You know, there are times where we have to suck it up and just get on with it. Yeah. And yeah, and you're like looking at um you're you're looking at some of the teams you're competing with. So for example, you make four point nine million according to some accounts I saw out of football alone, we make one point seven million, you make one point six million out of food and beverage, we make four hundred and eight thousand, you know. Wow. Uh and you, it, it, you make two hundred and two thousand on car parking. I was really impressed. Oh, oh, don't, be, don't be mentioning that. Don't be mentioning parking. I <laughs> around here telling you that that is a. <laughs> Sorry. That is a, yeah, that is a, a topic for debate. But, really? but no, it does. It puts it into perspective, especially as we're. I mean, we're very much still coming off the back of a sort of restructuring curve. Yeah. With the watchword being sustainability, and you know, we, we're doing things as we should be within certain parameters and within our means, but still, when you put it into perspective again, yeah, really, that's a great story. That is phenomenal. Certainly is. All right, and we played Brazil twice, but that's another story. What? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, It'd be like playing Brazil on Saturday. I'll let me tell you that. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting us up for a big fall here. I tell you, I'm going to stop now. Sorry, Ben. Go on. No, it's uh, probably a good idea that we don't get too carried away with uh, <laughs> fantasizing about what might happen on Saturday because uh, we may well look like idiots on Sunday when we bring you our post-match pod. On that note, we are going to close off today's episode of the preview. Thank you all very much for joining us. Let us know what you think of these episodes. Obviously, they're still a pretty new thing. Episode four of that one uh, with Al from Question of Trust Pod. Thank you very much for joining us, Al. We really appreciate Brilliant, that. Al, thank you. You've, uh, it's been excellent, excellent hearing from you. Uh, really, really intriguing and interesting. Uh, so, yeah, heads off to, uh, to Saturday and we'll see how we get on. And hopefully, we'll bring you uh, a three-point pod on Sunday. Until then, take care. Enjoy the game and we will catch you in the next one. See you later.